When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is David Bednar really back? Man, kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of ZK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 7, Red Sox 6 last night at Fenway Park. Brian Reynolds with two home runs went three for five. Just looked like he's trying to negotiate with his bat at this point. The visitors had good offensive showings also from Jason DeLay with a home run. Kanan Smith in the Jigba, who's looking awfully comfortable at the plate, just as he did through the spring. And another guy who looked awfully comfortable all through the spring was Bednar. He didn't look better than his old self, but he looked like his old self. He looked like the all-star who was sent out to Los Angeles and deservedly so last summer. Between this and his showing in the season opener in Cincinnati last Thursday, uh, he's got everything going. Two innings now, a couple of hits, neither of them struck. Four strikeouts, no walks. Uh, His fastball is running up there at an average of 96.2 miles an hour. That's just standard Bednar heat. He's also keeping batters honest by utilizing his slider and splitter. And it's, it's coming with a comfort level. He's had a guy on base in each of his two appearances, and he's completely shrugged it off. And if you'll recall... In the second half of last season, after he either wore down, depending on who you believe, and I have my sources who strongly suggest that he did exactly that, or he, you know, maybe wasn't as good as what you saw in the first half, and maybe we were all just getting a little bit uh, too far in the process to be anointing him the next this or that. Well, this here. These two games and that spring training that he just had were nothing other than a replication of the first half. And that's such a positive. I'm a little surprised, actually, but maybe I shouldn't be. That Bednar's seemingly not been the focal point of any real discussion about this team. It's almost like everybody's just kind of taking it for granted. Oh, yeah, Bednar. Yeah, he's fine. I don't know. Maybe it's the Yinzer thing or whatever. He's one of us. Yeah, he'll be fine. Knock him down. He gets back up. Well, I'm not going to declare him out of the woods by any means. That was a pretty rough slog there for a while in 2022. But I'm way more inclined to look at him as just being that guy. You don't have to be more than that. Um, He is 
He is one of us. He's going to be someone who just shows up for work that day, puts in the best effort that he can, and then pumps his fist, and then after that, pumps an iron or whatever other metaphors you care to use. Uh, I loved, not liked, loved his demeanor in Bradenton, being around him. There was no fuss. There was no concern. There was no uh, fretting over this or that or worrying about how he might respond if something, nothing, zero. He was just himself. And the same thing applied in Cincinnati after the save. And here, just listen to him last night in Boston after the game when asked how it felt, not only for him, but really for the whole bullpen uh, to pick up for Johan Oviedo's rough first inning. Um, you know, I think any time uh, they ran out, they ran out the whole, whole, whole game. So you know, come in there with opportunity to finish off and uh, finish out a win is, is huge. There it is. That's Bednar. That's just who he is. And if this franchise. So I'm going to take this on a bigger scale here. I only use franchise when I'm getting like ooh, real cosmic on the subject. But if this franchise is to build something, is to go somewhere, whether it's this year or the year after that or the year after that, it sure will help to have that ninth inning locked down. I appreciate that Colin Holderman has stepped up, has looked like a guy who could be your setup guy, who could also take some turns in the ninth. I appreciate that Yeri De Los Santos, before he went down to injury late last season, looks like he might have that type of stuff too. And I look forward to having him back in the fold, back up from Indianapolis once he's fully ready to go. But I'm not seeing a whole lot else in that regard, meaning back-end relief. I don't see it in Pittsburgh, and I don't see it in Indianapolis, and I don't care if it's in Altoona. No one rears a closer from the minor league level. They just kind of get shaped as they get a little older and they get moved out of starting duty. Count the blessings and consider even in the immediate context, the positivity of having a Bednar. The Pirates, it was a weird game. All those home runs and everything else that was going on early, you thought for sure Oviedo was going to get yanked. Oviedo stays in the game to his credit, fights through it. Pirates hit a bunch of home runs of their own, still not enough. But then you get to the later innings, and it's just sitting there. It was 7-5, then it was 7-6, and then you're going, really, come on, just somebody put together a couple of quality innings here and shut it down. Well, Holderman does that. And then Bednar does the hardest job. And it's the kind of thing that can just, what's the word I'm looking for here? Stabilize. It can stabilize the entire process. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But very, very nice start for a very, very important piece. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. 
Today's J1Q comes from Jeremy, who says, DK, I know it's just a few games in, but I am not impressed with any part of Rodolfo Castro's game at this point. He's been a liability in the box and in the field. Do we have to deal with this until June when Nick Gonzalez's Super 2 clock has expired? I don't think so, Jeremy. I, I really believe that when Derek Shelton publicly opened up the second base position, which he did to his credit very, very early in spring training and just said, we don't have somebody that's there. We have a bunch of different guys that are competing for it. And then it kind of dwindled down to just a couple of guys, that being both Castro and Jihuan Bay. Well, Bay's been the better player. He hasn't been great. He's definitely not going to be on any consistent basis what everyone was all excited about after the opener in Cincinnati. But I believe he's got a better potential to help you in this baseball environment. He might be able to benefit more than any other player on the roster, hitter or pitcher, from baseball's new rules. I think he's shown that much. Castro... In contrast, looks like a relic harkening all the way back to the launch angle era, circa, oh, you know, 2022. But that's what he is. He's an all or nothing hitter. And if he doesn't hit the all, as we've seen through the opening week here, it's nothing. And it's an awful lot of... Uh, Awkward, uncomfortable-looking swings, specifically when it comes to situations where runners need to be driven in. That's the part that really screams out at me to this point in the season. And going back through spring, because Castro has come up with runners at second and third, whatever the situation is, and he's just out of his shoes, man. He's got one speed. One style, one swing path, one intention, and that's to hit the ball to the moon. When he does it, we can all sing his praises and say, oh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be this or that, or imagine all that power at second base and everything. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'm going to say this even on the morning after the Pirates hit three home runs in an AL East ballpark to get a W. Because I believe this, for this team to succeed in this calendar year, the offense is going to have to look a whole lot more like what it did in the opener in Cincinnati than what it did last night. Now, never mind what it did in the other two games in Cincinnati, which was nothing on either front. But it's going to have to be a lot more about get on base, push the envelope a little bit on the base paths, move a guy up. Get yourself some contact. Let the big boys hit the home runs. Let the home runs go to Reynolds and O'Neill Cruz and Carlos Santana once he gets going. But almost everyone else had better be prepared to just do their part. If Castro has that capability, I haven't seen it. That's what bugs me the most. But yeah. Gonzalez is off to a nice start, too, but, uh, you know, 
you know how I am with prospects. Let's see what they do here. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.